Today, we are delving into the fascinating concept of selective outrage. You know that feeling when we prioritize certain issues over others based on their proximity to our personal lives. It's time we explore why we're wired this way and the impact it has on our society. The Perspective View podcast by CC America LLC is a show dedicated to discussing diversity, culture, and context beyond the boardroom. DEI today is more than a buzzword on a billboard. It is creating safe spaces for varying perspectives, ideas, and experiences without fear of being canceled because you don't conform. Let's tear down the walls together and build a new foundation with an open mind and understanding that the world revolves around the context of perspective. Hello, and welcome back to the Perspective View podcast, where we tackle the big questions that shape our society. So let's dive in. When you think about us as humans, we have a tendency to be selective in our outrage. If something doesn't directly impact us, we're less likely to give it the time, attention, and energy it deserves. But when it affects our loved ones or those within our social circles, suddenly it becomes personal. So why do we operate this way? Let's think about it from a psychological standpoint. Our brains are wired to prioritize issues that directly affect us or those in our close circle. It's pretty much a survival instinct, but it allows us to allocate a certain limited amount of mental and emotional resources efficiently. So essentially, our brain says, if it's not directly affecting me, it's not a priority. This does not mean as people that we're heartless. It's just how we're wired. So when you think about groups and the individuals that we may find ourselves surrounded with, we have to think about in-group bias. We tend to feel more empathy and connection with those who are similar to us or those who share our social identity. So it's easier for us to relate to people who look like us, have similar backgrounds, or share common experiences. This bias can unintentionally affect how we perceive and respond to different issues. So when you think about it, it is pretty natural to do so, but it's something to consider. So now let's think about the impact of selective outrage on race relations in America. It's no secret that we've seen disparities in how we respond to animal rights issues versus racial discrimination. If you think about it, there's a subset of the population who may be outraged if an animal is treated inhumanely, but within that same group have those who are seemingly okay with the mistreatment of people based on their race. It's a troubling pattern, but it's one that is rooted in bias. So let me give you a real life example to paint a clearer picture. Imagine a case of animal abuse that surfaces in the media. The internet will explode with anger. There will be petitions circulating. There probably will be an overwhelming demand for justice. But within the same community, a case of racial discrimination arises affecting individuals from marginalized backgrounds. The response may not garner the same level of attention or even urgency, despite the fact that it affects real people in their lives. 
It's really a paradoxical situation. We can be quick to defend animal rights, yet struggle to extend that same level of empathy and concern to our fellow humans. This inconsistency is something we definitely need to address. So what can we do about it? Well, first, it's important for us to recognize our biases and be aware of selective outrage. It is something, as I shared earlier, that many people do. It's a way in which we are able to connect to things and not connect to everything, but realizing and compartmentalizing what's important in the moment. That being said, when we recognize the fact that this is a bias that we may have, it may allow us to move forward in a different way, which leads me to point number two. It is important for us to challenge ourselves to extend empathy beyond our immediate circles, beyond those people who look like us, talk like us, think like us. And that is the whole premise of the perspective view. It is really to talk about diversity, culture, and context beyond the boardroom, but even further than that, discussing the fact that we are all different. We are all wired different. We have different experiences, but that does not mean that someone else's experiences are invalid. It just means that as a society, we will benefit from extending empathy to others. And I like to say, if we expect grace from other people, we should also be willing to give it. And last but not least, we should be treating all living beings with compassion and respect. It seems reasonable to ask for this, but it's not something that we see sometimes. So regardless of race, sexual orientation, whatever it is, we should treat people with compassion and respect. Because at the end of the day, if it was someone close to us, we would expect others to do the same. So if we can expect that from others, we should also expect that from ourselves. So I will say, just remember that acknowledging our biases and working towards a more inclusive society it does take effort. So this is not going to happen overnight, but as you start to shift how you think, and uh, Stephen Covey calls this paradigm shifting, as you start to develop more empathy for others, and even if you put yourself in the other person's shoes, not saying that you can experience everything they experience. Like I know for me personally, I was born and classified at birth as a woman. Based on that, it would be difficult for me to explain how a male may feel based on anatomy and other factors. And so when we think about those types of things, even though we cannot necessarily put ourselves in someone else's shoes, we can empathize and realize that we are different, but we also have similarities. And so I realize with society today that there's a lot of ways in which we group ourselves. We compartmentalize ourselves. But it is important that we acknowledge the fact that as humans, we may have bias. And if we are not willing to acknowledge the fact that we may have bias, then how can we work towards making the world a better place? We first have to recognize it before we can take action to change it. Because many of us may not even realize that we have a problem with this until confronted with a situation in which it is glaringly obvious that there may be some bias at play. So 
I would like to continue to use this platform and encourage you to use your voice as well as use your actions to bridge the gap to build a better future. So thank you so much for tuning in. I am glad that you decided to watch this today, and I hope that you found this video thought-provoking. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow our podcast so you never miss any important updates and when new shows are released. Until next time, continue to keep an open mind. Thank you for tuning in to the Perspective View podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and share the show with others. We value your feedback, so please be sure to rate the show and leave us a comment so we know how we're doing. Also, this helps us share a message with more individuals around the world regarding different experiences and perspectives.